Hey, it's Kyle Meredith, host of the Kyle Meredith with podcast, presented by WFPK at WFPK.org and the Consequence Podcast Network. It's a series that puts the spotlight on iconic musicians and actors, inviting them to drop by and talk about their latest projects, whether it's albums, TV shows, films, or beyond. I'm going to say something I don't want to say. Here it goes. Without Spinal Tap, there is no Tenacious D. Whoa. <laughs> Man. We get great stories and the biggest scoops from people like Garbage's Shirley Manson, the 1975's Maddie Healy, Jack Black and Kyle Gass of Tenacious D, Maya Hawk, Kiefer Sutherland, and everyone in between. New episodes arrive every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, so it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover some new ones. You can find Kyle Meredith with on the Consequence Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Weekenders, Cressy here. This is a re-release of our June 2021 The Selena Gomez episode. As I'm sure most of you know, Selena is a very hot topic right now. In fact, she has gained millions of followers in just the last week, while Haley Bieber's following count has dropped. So if you're tired of all the Haley slash Selena content and just want to hear about our favorite non-Nepo baby Selena, then this episode is for you. We discuss Selena's rise to fame and her friendship with Taylor, which is just adorable. This is just a little surprise extra bonus episode for y'all. We're still on our last Thursday of the month schedule for new episodes. MK and I are also considering doing occasional bonus episodes on non-Taylor-related pop culture events. So if you're interested in that, let us know. Enjoy. Welcome to Good For A Weekend, the podcast where two friends talk about Taylor Swift. I'm Cressy Cornus. And I'm Allie Klebus. And today we will be talking about a very special longtime bestie of Taylor's, Selena Gomez. Cressy, what are your feelings on Selena? So I've actually seen her live. Did you know that? No, I really actually didn't. When? I saw her, I think it was a sophomore or freshman in college. I went with MK. Friends of the pod. Listeners might remember her from our Bleachella episode. MK and I also have been to several other concerts together. And MK really wanted to go. So we went. It was in Atlanta at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And to this day, I still have beef with Selena over it. Why? Because when she sang, can't keep my hands to myself. And it got to the part where it's like, I mean, it could, but why would I want to? She turned the mic around so the crowd could say that part. And she <laughs> didn't sing that part. Oh. And it was so... And you wanted to hear her say it? Yes, it was so unsatisfying. It was, so, it was like going to a Taylor Swift concert and her not saying... I can't even think of like a good equivalent. I can make the bad guys. Yeah, yeah, like end. like a yeah. cute little line. Her just not saying it and her letting the crowd say it instead. It was such a letdown, and I still think about it from time to time. Wow. But she was an excellent performer, and I even saw her afterwards. MK was like, "Let's run around to the side of the building. We might catch her leaving or something." And we did. We saw her in a crowd, like signing autographs and talking to fans and stuff. We saw her. We didn't talk to her because we weren't about to fight a crowd of like twelve year olds. But we did see her. Yeah. And I have a picture of the side of her face on my phone. Wow. Huh. Why? You need to text that over to me. Yeah. Or drop it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did not realize that. And I was curious to hear, like, how she was live. Because I know a lot of people criticize her sometimes when she's live mm -hmm. singing on award shows. But she was pretty good. Yeah. She was good. I mean, 
I was very unhappy with her for <laughs> giving up on the one line yeah. I wanted to hear. But it was a fun concert. DNCE opened up for them. So I got oh, to Joe see Jonas. Joe Jonas. What? He sang a cover of Kiss by Prince, which was so good. His vocals wow. were made for that song. So overall, great experience. Shout out wow. to MK. If you're listening, MK, she's in Texas right now. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. What about you, Allie? What do you think about Selena? I really like her, like, more recent work. Like, I wasn't a super big Selena fan when she was on Disney Channel. I definitely fucked with Wizards of Waverly Place. Yeah. But, like, in terms of her music and stuff, like, I was never a super fan until, like, Fetish and, like, Bad Liar and all of those started coming out. That was such a good period of singles from Selena. It was... I know. Hands to Myself, Bad Liar, Fetish. Like, all of those were so good, and they were all, like, boom, 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 like, that one summer. It was a good time. Yeah. No, Selena was really, like... Her music was prime that summer. We were well-fed. Yes. And I really liked Rare as well. Um, I used to listen to it a lot, like, when I ran... Um, but even Revelacion, like, I love Spanish music, so Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was really excited and, like, happy to see her, like, create her first Spanish EP. I thought that was really interesting, and I like the songs. Nice. All right, well, how about we get started? Um, before we get started, Allie, I do want to bring up our sponsors for this episode. Oh, God, who? Me. (laughs) Oh, nice. Will you guys Yay. please go to my Etsy store, Cressy Cornus store on Etsy? I have sun catchers on there. Okay, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Selena Gomez was born on July 22nd, 1992, which means Cressy and I are recording this on her birthday. Woo. Happy birthday, Selena. Happy birthday. She is how old? 28, 29? I think it's 29, right? Yeah, 29. We stay doing the most, Cressy. We didn't even realize we were recording this on her birthday until this morning, so. That's how in sync we are with Taylor. Yeah, like, that's really good juju, too, I feel like. Like, the fact that we didn't even know and just Mm -hmm. it happened, like, that's a good sign for this episode, so. This is for you, Selena. Happy birthday. (laughs) Yes. So, further, she was born in Grand Prairie, Texas, and got her start on the kids' show Barney and Friends in 2002, where she famously co-starred with Demi Lovato. And I say famously because during these days, and then inevitably, and mostly in their early Disney days as well, Selena and Demi were pretty public about their status as best friends. It was everywhere. It honestly... It was pretty similar to, like, the Taylor and Carly level where they literally were on Vogue together. Demi and Selena were not on Vogue covers, but they were on People Magazine, a picture of the two of them with the title, Best Friends, Selena and Demi, the Disney stars open up about family fun and being BFFs, and some other magazine covers that they had. The titles were Selena and Demi, So Not Frenemies. Selena and Demi, fame, films, and friends. The pair shares their secrets on how to conquer Hollywood without being drama queens. And then lastly, Selena and Demi, best friends forever. Aww. (laughs) We should also point out that we will be referring to Demi as they, them, because Mm -hmm. Demi recently came out as non-binary and expressed that they prefer the pronouns they, them. So we will be respecting that and referring to Demi as they, them from here on out. So Selena became a staple of Disney Channel. 
very quickly. If you were watching Disney at the time, you obviously knew this. Selena's very first Disney Channel appearance was on The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody for their episode, Midsummer's Nightmare. <laughs> she played a character named Gwen, who was Zack's love interest in the episode, and she actually had her first kiss on set that day with Dylan Sprouse. Goals? According to Teen Vogue, Selena said, quote, it was my first kiss on camera. It was one of the worst days of my life, end quote. Also, according to Teen Vogue, Selena had a childhood crush on Cole Sprouse. So, not not a, not great. An awful coincidence. But, like, okay, you're kissing Dylan Sprouse as your first kiss instead of Cole. If I was her age and I had that opportunity, you know, you take what you can get. Pretty damn close to Cole, right? Yeah. Pretty <laughs> damn close. That is as close as you can get. Yeah, you're fine, Selena. <laughs> so... Well, continuing on this whole experience, because it is just like an icon, like a moment in Disney Channel history at this time. Um, During an appearance on the Kelly Clarkson show, Selena says, quote, I actually leaned in to kiss him, meaning Dylan, and I had my eyes closed a little too early and I ended up missing like half of his lips. So it ended up being the most awkward kiss in the world. I was 12, so it was okay and it was good. Thank goodness he is such an awesome guy, end quote. Following her guest appearance on The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody, Selena ended up landing the starring role in the Disney Channel show Wizards of Waverly Place in 2007, where she played Alex Russo. And ever since that point, she was pretty strongly solidified as a Disney Channel darling. Ellie, did you watch The Wizards of Waverly Place? Not as much as I watched Hannah Montana, but I did in fact watch it. How about you? Same. I didn't love the show. Really? But I still watched it because I just, I'm nosy. I just like to know about things. So I watched, like, I watched the finale. I watched all of it, but I didn't love it. I still haven't seen the Wizards of Waverly Place, like, movie that everyone says was, like, so dramatic and sad. I'm surprised you haven't because you're, like, all about wizards and stuff. way you said that it's like i'm at home playing dungeons and dragons but hey if that's what you like to do that's what you like to do i won't judge that's funny ellie fucks heavily with wizards okay there's nothing wrong with that i think about them probably at least five times a day okay like if i can relate something to harry potter i will if you could be a witch would you be a witch yes cool is that even like a question but a witch in the world of Harry Potter. I don't know if I want yeah. to be a witch in like Hocus Pocus, you know? Yeah. If that makes Fair. sense. I have, I have witch standards. But anyways, during Selena's time on Disney Channel, she also made guest appearances on Hannah Montana as Miley's rival, Michaela, which made for some pretty iconic Hannah Montana moments. Cressy, <laughs> do you remember the episode where Miley and Selena both had to play like those blue aliens? Of course I do. Yeah. Like- I- iconic. <laughs> Hannah Montana was prime television. It was entertainment. It was so... It was good. It, I, and I, I almost... I tried to watch it today, but then I just ran out of time. But, like, I know that they, like, fought, like, physically fought in the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were enemies. Oh, this is what I wanted to say. Hannah, I'm taking all your fanas. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... This is just kind of like an awkward coincidence, though, because Selena and Miley were rumored to be in a love triangle rivalry in real life because of none other than Nick Jonas. 
That is such a messy family. I know. We a whole episode on them. We really do. Like, they're so, like, loved, though. You know what I mean? Like, everyone's like, oh, they're just the boys next door. But they also were, like, the low-key fuckboys of the 2000s. But, continuing, Selena and Nick started dating in 2008, and she was even featured in the Jonas Brothers Burning Up music video that same year. Right, So things right. move fast. <laughs> All by yourself, gotta catch my breath. <laughs> um, Selena and Nick's relationship didn't last very long. Um, they were broken up by 2009 with a little bit of on-again, off-again drama. However, this did cause quite a stir in the Disney Channel world, Due to the fact that Miley Cyrus also dated Nick Jonas before Selena during the years 2006 to 2007 after meeting at a charity event when they were only 13. I remember Miley and Nick dating and I cannot believe that was when they were 13. I know they seem so much older. Also, how how can you be 13 and your relationship is in a magazine? That's rough. That's tough. That's creepy. Adults are writing Yeah. That People got journalism degrees to write about that. Yeah, I mean, but it was pretty iconic, (laughs) However, but still. Um, The Jonas Brothers even joined Miley on her Best of Both Worlds tour from 2007 to 2008, and Miley wrote the song Seven Things about Nick, and Nick wrote the song Wedding Bells about Miley, and it actually didn't even come out until 2013, which I find weird, you know? You write a song about your 13-year-old girlfriend and release it when you're, like, 17, 18. Yeah, that's odd. Um, So things were probably pretty awkward in the Disney Channel lunch cafeteria, if one existed. I like to think that there was. Do you remember the feud between Selena and Demi and Miley and Mandy during during 2008 and the YouTube videos? Of course I do. The YouTube bullying? Of course I do. They invented cyberbullying. (laughs) Yeah, Miley Cyrus seems super mean. They honestly all seemed like little bitches, and I loved it. Yeah, and I loved it. I I loved it. I did. I ate it up. I watched it all. I mean, that was prime drama. Like, if you were our age, like in young middle school, and that was happening, the YouTube videos of like every single Disney person, and then that one random Mandy girl. Yeah, you know, like it was like, oh my god, they're just like us. So, what was the order of it? Was it um that Selena and Demi made a video, and then Miley and Mandy like they like copied it, didn't they? That's the yes. order it was in, right? It, it was like Miley and Mandy kind of threw the first stone. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Selena and Demi were starting a random web show and like just posting videos of them, literally just talking like goofy stuff. At normal like young person stuff and making like a little YouTube video and it, it was pretty cheesy like I'm sure if Demi and Selena watched it now they would like it's like one of those cringy things um so basically Selena and Demi post this really cringy YouTube video of them just like making weird jokes and Miley and Mandy post a video I don't know how much like later but like straight up making fun of it they imitated the video pretty much word for word but like made it a parody of the video and at one point Miley says something about her gap tooth like referring to Demi's gap tooth like it was mean yeah like I can't believe that they posted it and then Mandy was in like super dark makeup too like because in the video of Selena and Demi Demi's like 
a lot of people have been talking about how I wear a lot of dark makeup. So then like Mandy in the video wore like the darkest permanent marker um, <laughs> eye makeup. This you know? was the scene fashion era. So it makes sense. Yeah, but it was it was mean. It definitely like for Miley seeming like such a cool, like nice girl. No, like, it, it was, she was not nice. Yeah. So later when she was actually asked about this potential feud with Miley in an interview with W Magazine way later in 2016, Selena said, quote, we never feuded. Lies. We both liked <laughs> the same guy when we were 16. We're completely settled in our own lives, end quote. Do you think that's the truth, Allie? Oh, I think they definitely feuded. I think that was a big fat lie. <laughs> I'm sure they were, I'm sure they were fine in 2016, but like, yeah, they, I'm, I'm also sure that they hated each other. I forget like where I heard this. I want to say it came from like someone like Ashley Tisdale, like someone like a supporting star of Disney, but someone did an interview and they were like, it's funny when you watch like all of the promos where it was like Miley, the Jonas Brothers, Demi, Selena, and they're all like singing and holding hands and dancing. I don't remember where I saw this interview, but someone somewhere was like, it was really funny at that time because we actually all hated each other because we were all like dating each other's ex-boyfriends and shit. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. But they do seem like they're fine now because Selena even made an appearance on Miley Cyrus's 2020 pandemic Instagram live series called Bright Minded. Did you watch that at all? No. I watched it a little. Um, but Selena came on the show to talk about mental health. And so things seem pretty fine between them. They seem like they're cool. Um, but we need to mention that back when Selena was living her Disney Channel days as Alex Russo on Wizards of Waverly Place, Bestie Demi Lovato also became a Disney star with their Camp Rock movies and even a TV series, Sunny with a Chance. While they were both on Disney Channel, I'm pretty sure the whole world knew they were besties. It was everywhere at the time, just like Ellie said earlier, all those magazine titles they had together. And Selena and Demi even got to make a Disney Channel original movie together called Princess Protection Program in May of 2009. Not long after this movie, things started getting messy. And why did they start getting messy, Allie? Taylor Swift. So now let's switch gears and we're going to start explaining the beginning of Taylor and Selena's friendship. And then we'll ultimately talk about the drama that that caused with Demi. But Selena and Taylor met because they were both dating a Jonas brother at the same time. And we don't mean Kevin, but I think that's pretty obvious by now. <laughs> <laughs> it's been on all of our minds since Fearless Taylor's version. Anyway, so why don't we dive in? Taylor Swift and Joe Jonas started dating in the summer of 2008. During the same time, Selena Gomez was also dating Nick Jonas, we know that they met at a Jonas Brothers concert because not only have they said that, there was also that lyric about them meeting under the bleachers oh, and Dorothea. And Dorothea. Because you guys know I have a theory that Dorothea is about Selena. Yes. By October of 2008, things were over between Taylor and Joe Jonas. This is when Taylor famously posted the video with Joe Jonas, Barbie doll, and shared with the world that he broke up with her in a 27 second voicemail on the phone yikes wasn't it a voicemail it was a voicemail right i thought i was under the impression that they actually like answered and picked up oh maybe it's yeah. been so long that all of these different stories about it have just kind of melded together in one but regardless it was 27 seconds i wonder if taylor would even know by now like if i wonder if she knows if it's a voicemail or a phone call like things get blurry even then when it's you 
Do you know who I bet knows? Freaking Ellen DeGeneres. (laughs) I bet Taylor told her all about it after the show in 2009 when she was on for an interview and they talk about the breakup a little bit. Yeah. Taylor and Joe's breakup then prompted forever and always, of course, (laughs) Superstar, Mr. Perfectly Fine, and pretty much the entirety of the Fearless album, Sans Hey Steven, because we know who Hey Steven is about. Yeah, and it's not Joe. (laughs) Listen to our episode songs about Taylor Swift, if you would like to know more about that. So quickly after Taylor and Joe Jonas broke up, Joe started dating actress Camilla Bell. Mm -hmm. I I believe it's Bell. Yeah. From 2008 to 2009, prompting Taylor to write the Speak Now anthem, Better Than Revenge, where Taylor sings that no amount of vintage dresses gives you dignity. And some additional things about Camilla being an actress... Being known for what she does on the mattress. <laughs> yada, yada, yada. Not, not nice things. Taylor, since that point, no longer performs the song. And if you would like to hear more about that, you can listen to our last episode, Taylor Swift Top Tour Moments. Yeah. Oh, and we even, we've discussed Better Than Revenge a lot. Because we, we've mm-hmm. talked about it, even how it's going to be re-recorded. I'm pretty sure it came up in our Olivia Rodrigo episode as well. Just listen to all of our old episodes if you're not caught up. Yeah, if you want to hear more about Better Than Revenge, just go back. It is frequently discussed. Yeah. So, long story short, Taylor and Selena met in 2008 when they were both dating Nick and Joe. Ever since that point, they have been the best of friends. To put this into reference, Taylor was 19 turning 20 in 2008 and Selena was 16 turning 17. Long story short, Taylor and Selena met in 2008 when they were both dating Nick and Joe. Ever since that point, they have been the best of friends. And to put this into reference, Taylor was 18 turning 19 in 2008, and Selena was 15 turning 16. In a 2015 interview with Capital FM, Selena says that meeting Taylor was, quote, amazing because she was the girl with the big curly hair and all the bracelets and the cowboy boots, and I was definitely up and coming, and we just clicked, end quote. Selena then said that their friendship was, quote, the best thing we got out of those relationships, end quote. So... Ouch, but I think they're all friends now. Because in the same interview, Selena also said that they are all friends now. Taylor, Selena, Nick, Joe, I'm sure Kevin's in there too. Which adds up since Joe has since made appearances at several of Taylor's 4th of July parties. Subtle plug to go listen to our 4th of July episode. It's a banger. When talking about her relationship to Nick in the interview, Selena says, quote, That, to me, was like puppy love. It was very sweet. He's lovely. End quote. So from this point forward... Taylor Swift and Selena Gomez are the best of friends. Now we're going to go through a brief timeline of Taylina and their early friendship. Spoiler alert, it's a lot of award shows. Allie, would you like to begin? Yes. In September 2008, Taylor and Selena have their first public appearance together at Selena's premiere for her movie, Another Cinderella Story, which is just cute. So they're just seen together, having a ball, being two famous young stars showing up at premieres for each other yeah in an interview with 17 magazine in october 2009 selena is asked who she goes to for love advice and says quote every problem i ever have is healable by taylor swift if i ever have an issue taylor has gone through it because she's older than me and she gives the most thought out answers And what I love about Taylor is that she does believe in the whole love story and Prince Charming and soulmates. Because of her, I haven't lost faith. We literally talk every day, end quote. 
This makes me think of their tweets together where it was like, don't lose faith. We have to cling to hope or something. (laughs) We mentioned that in one of our episodes. So in January 2011, they attend the People's Choice Awards together where Taylor wins favorite new country artist and Selena wins favorite breakout artist. Then a month later, Selena and Taylor attend Vanity Fair's Oscars party together. I mean, honestly, it's just like friend goals. Like imagine having a best friend just getting to experience all this together winning awards yeah and they're also sharing their outfits like their sparkly gowns and stuff they share them i didn't know that it's so cute yeah um it's yeah i, I bet they just like really appreciated having someone like experience all of that with mm-hmm. in may of 2011 taylor attends the billboard music awards with selena and justin bieber Ugh. at this point selena and justin had only been dating for six months Selena and Taylor also attend the Teen Choice Awards together in 2011, where Selena performed Love You Like a Love Song. And according to Elle, during the same month, Taylor even invites Justin Bieber to perform Baby on her Speak Now tour. Selena also makes an appearance on Taylor's Speak Now tour, which is like the first of a long line of guest appearances on her tours. Um, And she performs Who Says? I think that's really funny that Justin Bieber was... A part of Speak Now. I know. (laughs) Times have changed. They sure have. Also, I can't believe Selena was dating Justin when he was still performing Baby. They were so young. And there are, like, early pictures before they were dating. Like, he looked significantly younger than her. It was his haircut. And, like, probably the height. But that happens for, like, everyone, too. But he looked like her little brother. Yeah. And at one point, I think she did call him, like, a little brother on, like, an interview or something before they dated. Anywho. (laughs) At the 2011 AMAs in August, Taylor wins Artist of the Year, and in her acceptance speech, she thanks Selena and says, quote, I love you, Selena, my, like, little sister I've never had, end quote. According to Elle, during this same night, Selena and Taylor were seen hanging out with Justin Bieber, Katy Perry, and Scooter Braun. Woof! Yeah. So easy to say, life has changed a lot for both of them since then. Yeah, things were, like, you know, pleasant between them all (laughs) at that point. Um, By May of 2013, seems that there's been a little bit of a shift for Taylor in terms of her feelings toward Justin Bieber and Selena's relationship. We knew this was coming. If you haven't seen this video, please go to our website because we're going to have it um, following this episode. It's one of our sources. Because in May 2013, a video appears of Taylor backstage at the Billboard Music Awards sticking her tongue out when Selena goes up to kiss Justin. And then when Selena continues to talk to Justin after the kiss, after Taylor's already stuck out her tongue... Taylor, like, looks, like, exasperated. Like, <laughs> like Selena continues to talk to Justin, and Taylor, like, throws her head back and, like, kind of rolls her eyes, like, get the fuck out of here, Selena. You know, like, Taylor wanted to not be even close to Justin Bieber. And for reference, it's the Billboard Music Awards where Taylor is in that sparkly royal blue dress with the ponytail and the bangs. Are you familiar? Absolutely. I am very familiar with this moment. I remember when it happened... As many of you know, I'm a lifelong tweeter. I came out of the womb tweeting. <laughs> and the moment that this happened, gifts I didn't even know if gifts could happen on Twitter back then. But for whatever, I somehow saw it on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> like the moment it happened. Well, I want to know if you've seen this because when I was like looking up things for this episode and I looked up this video, 
there was a video that like automatically came on afterwards. Like I was not looking for this video and it was the extended version of what happened before this moment. So when it was only Justin Bieber, Cressy. <laughs> I have a link to this as well if you want to watch it as I explain it. Before that moment where Selena went up to kiss just uh, to kiss Justin and uh, Taylor stuck her tongue out, Justin was like kind of hanging out alone like backstage with like his bodyguards. Then he spots a girl across the room, like goes up really quickly, like walks really quickly and puts his hand on like both of the girls' side sides, both of the girls' sides, like really low, like really flirty. Like think about how a guy flirted with you in high school. If you were walking down the hallway and they like came up and kind of like grabbed you, Mm -hmm. you know, very flirty. And then you can tell the girl's like kind of blushing. Like she's like kind of smiling at him. Like he was like, he went up to the girl. Like it definitely seemed like they were like familiar, you know, then moments later, Selena and Taylor walk through the room. They like enter the room and Selena goes up and kisses Justin. I did watch this video. Okay. And I didn't think. He, I didn't think he was being that flirty. I don't know. I think our listeners should watch it and decide for themselves. But to me, I think it was just Justin Bieber high on fame and popularity schmoozing the crowd. You All know? Right. Well. Because he didn't, like, kiss them or, like, lean in a whisper in their ear. He didn't, like, swap numbers. Uh, I don't know. And to put this in reference, like, this girl wasn't famous. Like, she kind of looked like... No. I don't know if she was, like, working the event or something like that. But she was, yeah, like, I don't around... think she was in a gown or anything. No, she wasn't in a gown. Like, maybe she's part of his, like, team. But mm-hmm. in the video, the girl has a voiceover, and she's like, now who the hell is she? <laughs> like, and then right mm-hmm. after. And the whole video is, like, the voiceover of, like, now he's kissing Selena. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, you know. Um, but, yeah, decide for yourselves. Go to our website. And there are a lot more award shows throughout the years. But the next big interview where Taylor talks about her and Selena's friendship is in May of 2014. Taylor says, quote, It's been the longest one I think either of us have had, really. When your life changes and you become thrust into this really strange whirlwind where what your life is is different from what other people think your life is. And your life is commented on and your life is written about and fictionalized and all that. Both of us have kind of stuck it out and hung in there through all the different changes we've gone through. Longevity is something you really can find very precious and rare in friendships, end quote. In the 2014 Met Gala, the Met Gala, where Taylor is in the pink dress, the one where she got ready with Carly Kloss and then featured the pink dress in the coffin scene of Look What You Made Me Do. That 2014 Met Gala, Selena posted a video of Taylor and her dancing around the Met and captioned it, quote, sometimes you just want to be with someone who knows all of your secrets, end quote. When 1989 came out, Selena posted, quote, from hotel room album listening parties, kitchen dance floor album listening parties to driving on the PCH, windows down album listening parties, the best part is we were the only ones there each time. So happy, honored, and proud to know you and your diaries. At Taylor Swift, hashtag 1989. Buy it. <laughs> now I'll listen live from drowning in my bedsheets, end quote. Very strange caption. I'm not going to lie. It sounds like something a high person wrote. Oh, oh my God. It kind of does. Also, that's what I wanted to say about the Miley and Mandy cyberbullying thing. They seemed kind of high or drunk. 
Yeah. But it definitely seems like very scattered. She's at least intoxicated. Yeah. <laughs> For Taylor's birthday in 2014, Selena posted a picture with a TS manicure, one that I now very much want. Um, around the same time, Selena also posts a picture with Taylor, Carly Kloss, Lord, and the Heim sisters with the caption, not a better way to end my night, surrounded by so much love. I would love to know what Selena thinks of Carly Kloss. Oh, she probably hates her. I hope so. So Selena makes a guest appearance at Taylor's 1989 tour and sings Good For You, after which Selena posts, quote, after nearly eight years of friendship, I just can't wait to tell our kids we actually got to perform in front of thousands of insanely beautiful people together twice. I love you, Tay. Hashtag best night ever. Hashtag what is life. End quote. I think that's kind of sweet because I just assume that famous people are used to performing in front of thousands of people. So it's kind of nice to see Selena appreciating the moment. Yeah. I'm like, you're just like us. Only you actually get to do it. <laughs> um, during the 1989 era, Selena also appears in Taylor's Bad Blood music video. She's the first appearance, which feels significant to me. And Selena plays the character Arson, who beats up all the men in the office with Taylor, aka Catastrophe, in the first scene of the video. At the 2016 Grammys, Selena was with Taylor when she won Album of the Year for 1989. Selena also posts a really cute Instagram of Taylor this year with Taylor and her coming out of a bush with the caption, are we in the clear yet? So then, inevitably, because we all know what happens after the glory days of the 1989 era, when Kim Kardashian released the Snapchat video of Taylor's conversation with Kanye about the Made That Bitch Famous line, you know the one. If you don't, go to our Kanye episodes. They're the OGs. This is when the whole world exploded. And Selena was right by Taylor's side, tweeting, quote, There are more important things to talk about. Why can't people use their voices for something that fucking matters? End quote. Then, quote, Truth is, last thing we need right now is hate in any form. End quote. Then finally, quote, This industry is so disappointing yet the most influential SMH. End quote. Ain't that the truth, Selena? So... I do think that pretty much wraps up and gives a solid look into Selena and Taylor's more early friendship up until Snakegate. Cressy, do you have any thoughts on their friendship so far? I think it was genuine. I think it was real. I um, I would love to know Taylor's thoughts about Justin when they were dating. I would love to know. Because <laughs> they seemed amicable at first. Like, he yeah. got to perform on the Speak Now tour. And part of me wonders if that's, like, Taylor playing nice because her best friend is dating him, you know? Yeah. I would just love to be a fly on the wall of when that was all happening. Also, around this time, Justin Bieber, like, punked Taylor, didn't he? Like, he was on an episode of Punked, and they punked Taylor together. I don't remember that. And she was like, Justin! Like, it was really, like, amicable and, like, friendly. Oh. Yeah, I mean, like, so things were nice between them before this point but I think that they just seem like really sweet and I think at one point it went from like little sister big sister to like really just straight up friends although yeah. I'm sure Selena looks up to Taylor in many ways mm -hmm. now one thing that I think we may all be forgetting right now is that Taylor was not Selena's first very public best friend nope and people notice this <laughs> especially people with the name 
Demi Lovato. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's time that we begin our deep dive on Demi Lovato because this is so important to Taylina and Selena as a person. Yeah, and I feel like there's no other episode. Like, we can't do a whole episode on Demi Lovato. Like, no. It fits so naturally with Selena. And Demi stands would come after us if we had a whole episode on Demi Lovato. Yeah. And this is a good way to hide it. <laughs> yeah. They, they won't, won't find us. Far. They won't look this far. No, they would They would never listen to an episode about Selena Gomez. No. So Demi Lovato was not too happy about Selena and Taylor's sudden budding best friendship. This idea of Demi hating Taylor and Selena's friendship kind of was like sent into an entire frenzy after 2010 when paparazzi asked Demi how Selena was and Demi responded, ask Taylor. We will have a link to the video and all of our sources on the website, gfaweekend.com. But I highly suggest watching it if you haven't. It's sassy as hell. Like, it's like prime, like, teenage backtalk. Ask Taylor. It's just pure jealousy. Yeah. Because I just, I can never imagine, like, just, like, how insecure... Do you have to be in order to not like your friend having another friend? Yeah. Because that's all that it was, was Selena had another friend. Yeah. Yeah. You just can't act that way. And it is kind of a toxic friendship if you don't allow your best friend to have other best friends. Yeah. It's very, like, clingy and manipulative. And I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it at all. And it doesn't seem like Taylor has done much at this point other than be friends with Selena. I mean, we don't know what goes on behind the scenes, but I kind of doubt Taylor ever attacked Selena. Like, I really think it was probably most likely just jealousy about a friend getting a new friend. 100%. Yeah. I completely believe that. I (laughs) I doubt anything happened between them. Because you know Demi would be the first to share receipts of that. Oh, absolutely. They would share any minuscule evidence of Taylor wronging them. They are not afraid to share dirty laundry on social media. No, even when it makes them look bad. I know. They really are so reckless. There's an article we're going to talk about in a little bit where it's like, this will get me in trouble, but dot, dot, dot. And then it's like, (sighs) interview with Demi Lovato. It's just insecurity. Well, and I should say, I am a Demi Lovato fan, and I do love their music. I do think that they are pretty problematic and, like, not afraid to say things. And I do really like how Demi has been kind of a role model and not afraid about, not afraid to talk about their journey with, like, mental health and drug abuse and things like that. And since this point of our timeline of the Ask Taylor line... Demi has criticized Taylor on multiple occasions. We can't just say it's all because of Taylor and Selena's friendship, but I'm, I'm sure it doesn't help. I'm sure it's jealousy. But why don't we just kind of go back and forth, Allie, of uh, our receipts? Yeah. And we have mentioned some of these on previous episodes, but we're just going to air them out right here, right now. Mm-hmm. These are some of the things that have happened. So first, when Taylor Swift donated $250,000 to Kesha for her, for her sexual assault legal battle with Dr. Luke, Demi just had to weigh in. Demi tweets, quote, Take something to Capitol Hill or actually speak out about something, then I'll be impressed. End quote. 
After fans criticized Demi for this, Demi responded, quote, and this is when things kind of get weird. How the fuck am I making this about myself? At least I'm talking about it. Not everyone has 250k to just give to people. Would love to, but I didn't grow up with money and deaf haven't made as much as her, end quote. Then Demi also says, quote, at least I speak up about shit that's uncomfortable to talk about rather than trying to be politically correct 24-7, end quote. These tweets are now deleted, but I can't help but cringe at the mention of how much money Taylor Swift makes. I just, this, this is when I started to dislike Demi Lovato. Okay. I liked Camp Rock. I mean, I was never a huge fan of Demi's, but I was a casual partaker in the media that they created. But at this point, I was like, dude, come on. Yeah. Like, you're advocating collectivism. Yeah. You're saying collectivism is better than donating. Yeah. I can guarantee you in a... A legal case against Dr. Luke, one of the most powerful men in the music industry. It's not going to be cheap. No. That legal defense fund is not going to be cheap. Like $250,000, I'm just going to be honest here, probably still like a drop in the bucket of yeah. all of the legal fees that went into Kesha's case. Most likely, yeah. So yeah, that's a big fucking help. It's also taking like this nice deed that Taylor did and using it as an opportunity to opportunity to attack her. Like, even if you think I do good by speaking out and Taylor's just giving money and that's how she's doing good, you're still working towards the same towards the same end. You know, you're still trying to help the person who needs help. So why attack them? And Demi said, at least I'm talking about it. What did they say about it? Did they write a piece for like the New Yorker or the New York Times? Did they write an op-ed? What 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 did they do yeah. other than tweet? Fucking tweet. Yeah. Tweets do nothing. Yeah. No, that is super. You annoying. have to do things. Makes me so I get so annoyed with collectivism, y'all. Yeah. There are a lot of things that push my buttons. I'll be honest. <laughs> but collectivism is like among the top ten yeah. because it's not real. Yeah. You have to do things about the things that you care about yeah so seeing this tweet attacking someone for actually fucking doing something in a meaningful way really grinds my gears yeah like what did you do demi what did you do how did you help kesha i would love to know (laughs) did you house kesha did you did you help kesha hide from the paparazzi what did you do demi and it's almost like they're almost admitting to the fact of not doing anything because they're like I would love to, but I don't make as much money as Taylor, so therefore I can't. Yeah, why say anything at all? There was absolutely no reason to say anything at all. And this is the point in our timeline where I I dislike Demi Lovato. (laughs) It's our first point in the list that we're about to read. (laughs) Okay, so moving on to our second point. Cressy already dislikes Demi. Let's see how the next one goes. Yeah, let's see how high my blood pressure rate is. (laughs) In an interview with Refinery29, Demi says, quote, Listen, there's nothing positive that comes from pitting women against each other. There are women that I don't get along with, and that's fine, end quote. Then, in this same interview, Demi says, quote, My thing is, don't brand yourself as a feminist if you don't do the work. I have an immense amount of respect for women like Lena Dunham or Beyonce, who make amazing political statements through their work, end quote. I already know Chrissy's boiling because you hate Lena Dunham. 
I already know you're boiling. <laughs> it is so telling that they use Lena Dunham as an example. Like, they use Lena Dunham, one, because she's friends with Taylor. Mm-hmm. So Demi is saying, pitting Taylor's friends against her, basically, which is so fucking ironic considering the first line we read. There's nothing positive that comes from pitting women against each other. Comparing Taylor. Yeah. And secondly, ignoring that Lena is friends with Taylor, Lena is a very problematic character to be uh, using as uh, your example of feminism. Yeah. I could probably name 500 women before I got to even close to Lena Dunham uh, as examples, as feminists that we should look up to. And thirdly, what year was this, Allie? Looks like it was 2016. Okay, so Taylor wasn't even branding herself as a feminist really at this time. Yeah. No, she really wasn't. That's all I have to say. Those are my three points. Thank (laughs) you for listening, everyone. Anyway, I think we should continue. (laughs) I think I could write a dissertation on this one interview with Demi. Let's continue to the point in our timeline. After Kim Kardashian released the notorious video of Taylor seemingly approving Kanye's famous line, I made that bitch famous, Demi liked a tweet that said, quote, I love Kim Kardashian. It just shows the level of pettiness, you know, like willing to publicly side as a public figure yourself you're publicly siding with kim kardashian over taylor and they knew people would see that favorite Mm -hmm. so like why are you why demi why yeah it makes no sense it's just obviously intentionally trying to hurt taylor then in a 2016 interview with glamour demi stands up for Katy perry in relation to taylor's song bad blood i think that we probably both agree, because Cressy, you've mentioned this before. Like, Demi kind of has a point. Demi says, quote, I think that having a song and a video about tearing Katy Perry down, that's not women's empowerment. We all do things that aren't, but I have to ask myself, am I content with calling myself a feminist? Yes, because I speak out, end quote. I think it's important to note that the name of this article is the one that we talked about. Demi Lovato gets real. This will get me in trouble, but... In this same interview with Glamour... Demi also says, quote, I think in certain situations, certain people could be doing more if they're going to claim that, if you're, refer- if you're going to claim feminism as part of their brand, to be honest, and this will probably get me in trouble, I don't see anybody in any sort of squad that has a normal body. It's kind of this false image of what people should look like, and it's not real, end quote. And I just want to clarify, I agreed with the bad blood tearing Katy Perry up. That's the part that I think... Demi may have a slight point. I do partly agree with what Demi said about the Bad Blood music video because we have talked about this and I have said on record that it felt very mean girlish to me. Yeah. But also, we would be remiss if we did not point out how hypocritical it is that Demi is doing the same thing. Yeah. In the interview, like tearing Taylor down, you mean? I, I think there's a lot of criticism that the squad could receive we have a whole episode on the squad if you want to get all of our feelings about it yeah but i don't think their body types are something that is worth critiquing because one they're models yeah they get paid to work out and have professional trainers and chefs personal chefs yeah it's the easiest thing that they could come up with to criticize taylor yeah and 
the thing is, is you really, like, if the squad then saw that, like, Demi saying none of their bodies look real, like, what is the squad then, if this is, like, such a harmful thing for them, what is the squad then supposed to do? Are they supposed to, like, eat to appease other people, what other people want for their bodies? Or, like, lose their jobs? Yeah. I just, I like, I get what Demi's saying. Like, it could make a lot of women feel insecure seeing a group of friends like that. Um, But, again, I just think it's kind of just, like, low blows. <laughs> Absolutely. So, after receiving criticism or insults against Taylor in 2016, Demi went on a Twitter rant, because, of course, they fucking did, <laughs> saying, quote, I get asked questions. I answer them. Sue me. End quote. Then, quote, also, don't forget that words can be taken out of context when doing interviews. Still not apologizing for saying what everyone wants to say, end quote. And then lastly, quote, I don't understand why people care so much about what I say in interviews. Do y'all watch the news? Don't y'all got shit to worry about, end quote. I think it's interesting because Demi is saying that they're getting asked questions and that they're just answering them. And then that's that. But they're only asking them those questions because they're giving the interviewer such fiery responses. Of course the interviewer wants that. Yeah. And they had been in the industry for a minute. They were not newcomers. They were not like Lord that we mentioned in our squad episode that said some things in interviews about Taylor when they were a newer star. Mm -hmm. Demi is not new. Yeah. They know that they can say no comment or that their publicist can say Demi does not want to be asked about Taylor Swift. Yeah. That is standard in media. Yeah. People have lists of things that they don't want to talk about. And if they're talked about those things, they say no comment. And that's that. Yeah. And Demi is openly sharing it. And Demi was a Disney darling. I think they are well versed in how the media works. Yeah, definitely. Disney 101. So lastly, probably one of the most recent jabs Demi has made publicly against Taylor. And this is slightly speculative, so we'll link the video and you can decide. When Taylor won Best Female Artist at the 2018 Billboard Awards, an award that Demi was also nominated for that year, according to Insider, when Taylor won, the camera cut to Demi and their face was completely deadpan. Like, just not congratulatory not happy, like, straight up, stone cold. Yes, I did that on purpose. We'll have a link to this. You can decide. But they definitely did not look happy when Taylor won. And that's another thing. Like, you know that the camera is going to cut to you if you're also nominated. Yeah. For that this award. This is not new. Yeah, you know. Demi fucking knows. Yeah. They're so shady. And I do kind of want to mention outside of Taylor and Demi Demi has been through a lot recently um most recently the breakup with Beyonce Max Erich where there was some Selena Demi drama and that as well because apparently Max forever would like comment things about Selena being his dream girl or like Selena marry me Selena's so beautiful I love Selena mm-hmm. and then got engaged to Demi But then when all those rumors came out saying that Max was super sketchy and then everyone started throwing attention on the Selena comments from the past, 
and then Demi and Max inevitably broke up, that probably didn't help the relationship between Selena Demi or Selena Demi Taylor. I also just want to add, when someone is a manipulative, toxic friend who says things like, ask Taylor, you know, Mm -hmm. and they're jealous of their friend making other friends, all that does is make those friends closer. Yeah, that is true. All of this did was make Taylor and Selena closer. Which is a fitting transition for our last category, Taylor and Selena's current friendship. Yeah, during Selena's Disney days, she not only acted, but also started her music career. A music career she has since continued into her adult life. In addition to being a musician and an actress, among other things, Selena has also produced 13 Reasons Why on Netflix, released her rare beauty makeup line, hosted a cooking show, and at some point in time was the most followed person on Instagram. I think we can say she's doing pretty well for herself. Also, I have a question for the audience. I have a question for the culture to quote, um, God, what's her name? Uh, Lana Del Rey. Okay. When she said, question for the culture. I have a question for the culture. Yes. If anyone has used Rare Beauty's liquid blush, please let me know if you liked it and how that worked for you. I've been wanting to try it for a long time, but I've been afraid to order it online. Yeah. And not like it. Um, I have normal to dry skin. (laughs) So yeah, just let me know. To all my friends out there who wear makeup and have tried Selena's liquid blush. Because it looks cute and I want to know if it actually is. Okay, continuing. And if you're an international listener, Rare Beauty just went global. Awesome. I know this because I am one of the millions and millions of people who follow Selena Gomez on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) And if you listen to this podcast, you know Taylor is in a pretty good spot these days as well. I don't think we have to recap Taylor's accolades at this moment. No. (laughs) Um... But we should just wrap up this episode with some of Selena and Taylor's sweet, more recent friendship moments. Yeah, so in 2017, Selena and Taylor were a lot more private about their friendship, but it was still there. According to Elle, there was a Taylor Swift Easter egg in an episode of 13 Reasons Why. It was a 1989 poster in the background of a scene, and also in Selena's music video for Bad Liar, excellent song. Yes. Taylor was featured on a poster in Selena's room. I'm so happy that you like the song Bad Liar because that's one of my favorite Selena Go- uh, my favorite Selena Gomez songs of all time. I love Bad Liar. I love that whole era of Selena's. That whole Me where too. she's kind of like whispering into the mic. I it's so sexy. I love it. It suits her voice so well too. Mm-hmm. It's also important to note that during this time, Selena has really gone through a lot recently, like over the past several years, with lupus, and she actually had to get a kidney transplant. Um, Her friend, her close friend, Francia Reza, actually donated the kidney to her. But not only did she have to undergo the surgery to save her life due to complications with lupus, she also faced complications during the surgery that almost killed her, according to Francia, the kidney donator, um, who had an interview with W Magazine in March of 2018. So it was not an easy time for Selena over more recently. She seems like she's doing well now, but like, Over the past several years, it hasn't been the greatest of roads. Mm -hmm. Justin was seen visiting Selena following the surgery, which spun into a very public fling of them back together. Around 2017 to 2018, 
They were seen kissing at his hockey games and biking around their neighborhood. It was very public. And shortly after that ended, Justin Bieber got engaged to model Haley Baldwin in just a few months in the July of 2018. So shit moved fast. And I also just want to add, I recently watched a TikTok that was a timeline of Justin's relationships. Uh, There was like four different women in like this one summer. Okay. Including Kendall. TikTok must have like had seen that you liked it and then put it in my algorithm. Yeah. Because I saw that same thing. Like, when you said that, I was like, I feel like we saw the same TikTok. Yeah, it included Kendall, too. Yeah, no, because it was, like, Justin, there's, like, a lot of theories that Justin dated Kendall. Well, and it's not like he was super private about any of these things, either. Because oh, as no. I, I'll have to find this TikTok. I'm sure I liked it. If I can find it, I'll put in the source, uh, the sources. But it's all screenshots of his Instagram post. It's not yeah. like sneaky paparazzi shots or like reading no. between the lines. No, it's like all things that Justin posted himself very explicitly. Yeah. Very cheekily. He was dating all of these women at the same time. He was flirting heavily slash, yeah. I, you could say dating. Well, can Selena and Justin ever be simple? Like, Selena and Justin will never really just be like a fling. Yeah. There was, like, one post with Selena where his caption was saying stupid, like, don't make more out of this than it needs to be. And it was like, why are you posting it then? And didn't he also post one of them, like, kissing and he was like, throwback? (laughs) Yes! Oh my god. That is so messy. That wasn't in the TikTok I saw, but I remember that moment. It was, like, them in a hot tub. And it was months after they had broken up and he was just like, throwback. Yeah. He's so messy. He is Truly among the messiest men alive. Yeah. It reminds me of that tweet that's like, think of the messiest person you know. It's a man, isn't it? (laughs) It is a man. Yeah. I could name so many men that are messier than all of my female friends. Yep. So before Justin and Haley got engaged, which obviously, I mean, how would you feel if you went through that? Just, you know, you can fill in the blanks. In May of 2018... So this is like a couple months still before that happened. Selena made a guest appearance on Taylor's Reputation Tour and they performed Hands to Myself. And I couldn't find a link to this video, but I've seen it so many times on Instagram on like fan accounts. But there's this great video from Reputation where it's like a fan recording in the crowd and they say, I really hope it's Selena Gomez, but I don't think it will be. And then right then the speakers go, can't keep my hands to myself. And like the girl just starts hysterically screaming. Do you know the video I'm talking about? Have you seen it? No, but it sounds really familiar. I must have seen it at one point in time. It comes up in my like, not whatever the equivalent of the for you page for Instagram is. I sound so old right now. My discover page. (laughs) But this is now Selena's third guest appearance on the Taylor tour. So it's kind of a tradition. Selena later captions an Instagram post about this with, quote, I'm grateful for those I surround myself with, and this woman right here happens to be one of my favorites. Oh, she says, love our traditions and I love you, end quote. Selena was also later seen wearing Reputation merch when she was out skiing with her friends. So they're doing great. So Taylor and Selena rang in the New Year together in 2019 with Cassie David, interesting figure that we may talk about in a future date if we ever have a drama podcast which i would love (laughs) yeah you guys know i keep up with all the internet dramas yeah you're in charge of that it looked like they were having a pretty chill night there with white wine 
Uh, Taylor captioned it in an Instagram post with the trio captioned 20 wine teen. Allie, did they have ice cubes in their wine in this photo? I don't think so, but now I want to look. <laughs> as soon as I read white wine, I was like, what's their ice? Typical <laughs> Taylor move. Um, and if you don't know what we're referring to, it's Miss Americana when she poured like a bucket of ice into yeah. um, someone's wine. Let me see. I don't think there was, but I can't find it from my quick search. Regardless, it seemed like a nice time. Yes. And so we have already mentioned that Selena was going through a rough time around these years for multiple reasons, one of which being she went into treatment for mental health. She was um, pretty public about her diagnosis with BPD. According to E! News, a source told them that Selena, quote, really leans on Taylor and considers her one of her best friends. Selena and Taylor have been in touch since Selena left her treatment and are very close, end quote. So Taylor was really there for Selena as she was going through multiple things in seemingly a series of a very short time Mm -hmm. frame. It's also significant to note that as Selena went through hell with Justin Bieber, Justin Bieber's manager is also none other than Scooter Braun. It fits so well. They're such Adding fuel to the fire. In 2019, Taylor even liked a Tumblr post that said, quote, you cheated on her best friend, then publicly sided with the man who made revenge porn against her. Was she supposed to invite you over for tea? Fuck out of here. End quote. <laughs> Obviously about Justin. Yeah. So further into 2019, Selena continued to publicly support Taylor as she released her first album that she owned completely herself. Fuck you, Scooter. When she released Lover, Selena posted a screenshot of Lover on her story with a heart around it and the caption, you're just dot 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 unreal, dude. In October of 2019, Taylor very publicly praised Selena's release of the song, Lose You to Love Me on Instagram. Taylor said, quote, this song is a perfect expression of healing and my absolute favorite song she's put out yet, end quote, which is so sweet and supportive. You love to see it. And there are so many sweet things around lose you to love me and taylor and selena's friendship and taylor's reaction to this in an interview with the uk's kiss fm selena shares the story of when she first played lose you to love me to taylor selena says quote i was with her when i played her some of it i'll never forget when i did play the video for lose you to love me and look at her now at her house with her parents and it was one of the coolest experiences because i've been friends with her for over a decade and love her family as well so i was like do you just maybe want to see the video? And she's like, amazing, of course. It was so hysterical. She just started turning off every single light in the kitchen. And I was like, this is not that intense, Taylor. And then she played it and her and her mom just started crying. Like just tears and tears. And all of a sudden it stopped. And it's going to make me cry thinking about it because it wasn't about how great the song was, which is a lot coming from her. It was just that they had been on that journey with me intimately and they were crying because of how proud they were for me stepping into a whole new era of my life and it not involving the horrible things, the abuse, the emotional chaos. It felt like I had a huge sigh of relief to see her and her mom feel that way. It was very sweet. It's like an older sister and an aunt proud of their loved one. It felt great to have people I love see it as that end quote. That story is just so sweet. Yeah, because Selena was going through so, so much. And you know Taylor and her mom probably know, we probably only know 10% of it. 
Oh, yeah. Think of the 90% that Taylor and Andrea know. Oh, my God. They probably know every single detail. Like, the public knows nothing other than Justin was fucking other people when Selena and him were dating and emotionally abusive. Yeah. So they were probably so proud of her in that moment, and I love that. And that music video, honestly, it made me cry. I feel like it made people cry all over the world. Like, people experienced Selena's abuse. We saw Justin get engaged to Haley months after two three months later that is horrible after everything justin put her through yeah trash it's just disgusting in an interview in october 2019 with new music daily with zane lowe taylor is asked about selena and lose you to love me and she says quote she came over and she played me the video i'm so proud of her she's been through so much I've watched so much happen in her life and had a front row seat to so much, and I'm so proud of her. She is such a revelation because she's making her best stuff, end quote. So exactly what we just said. Yeah, Taylor really put it plainly. (laughs) She wasn't like, I bawled tears. Yeah. But there was an awkward moment shortly after the Zane Lowe interview, also in October 2019, when Selena posted the Instagram story. It was like days after this interview came out. And Selena posted the Instagram story in Kim Kardashian's shapewear line, Skims. Selena was attacked. She then deleted the post pretty quickly and posted a follow-up Instagram story saying, quote, My ride or die. I would die for this one. Thank you for forever being by my side. You have taught me so much. Walked through all of this with me. Stayed. And you remind me to be a better human being. I'm on your side for life. End quote. So she really overcompensated afterwards. <laughs> And I have a lot of feelings about this post, but you'll have to listen to our squad episode if you want to hear yeah. them all, because I don't want to rehash them all for our regular listeners, because y'all already know. Yeah, we discussed this at a pretty decent yeah. length in yeah. that episode. Yeah. So moving forward, when Taylor won Artist of the Decade at the American Music Awards in 2019, Selena was front row right next to Taylor's parents. Taylor even pointed to Selena while she sang Love Story. It made me so happy that Selena was there during this performance. Me too. Like, her and Andrea, and even Taylor's dad, they were all kind of dancing together, and it was, it was just so wholesome. It was like, oh, your best friend for years and years and years with your parents. Yeah. It just felt so intimate, you know? So, in January of 2020, in an interview with Wall Street Journal, Selena says, quote, There's so much in my friendship with Taylor that people don't know about because we don't necessarily feel the need to post about everything we do. She has showed up for me in ways that I would have never expected. Flown in because I was hurt or going through something. Stuff that was going on with my family. It's been proven year after year and in every moment of my life that she is one of my best friends in the world. We don't agree on everything, but we respect each other with everything. End quote. What do you think they don't agree on? Probably Selena's love life choices, right? Yeah, I, I I kind of assumed it was Justin Bieber because I can't imagine Taylor was very happy after seeing Selena go through a kidney transplant and then Justin sliding his mm-hmm. way back in right at her most vulnerable moment. Yep. I feel like that's what that has to be alluding to. Yeah, like I'm sure Taylor was not happy about that. Yeah. Like Selena almost died during that surgery. And then Justin Bieber comes back into Selena's this life. little shit pops right back up. Yeah, I'd be pissed off. So, um, recently, in 2021, Selena and Taylor are still friends. Best friends. Besties. Selena has publicly... 
Selena has publicly supported Taylor's re-recordings on multiple occasions, and Selena even recently released her first ever Spanish album in March of 2021, Revolution. Do you have any closing thoughts, Ali, to end this episode? I think we pretty much covered like covered everything we possibly could. I mean, obviously they've been through so much. I'm sure we missed several things, but yeah, I feel like that pretty much sums up their timeline as besties. Yeah, we went over some highs, like their great moments, and we went over some lows, like Demi Lovato and Justin Bieber. <laughs> <laughs> and Scooter Braun. But I think that's pretty much it. So thank you for listening to Good for a Weekend, the podcast where two friends talk about Taylor Swift. You can find Good for a Weekend podcast at GFA Weekend on Twitter and Instagram and at Good for a Weekend podcast on TikTok. We also have a Reddit uh, we have a Tumblr, but we don't use it, so don't follow us on there. <laughs> um, if you're not in the GFAW Discord, check out the link in our show notes so you can be a part of the fun. All links to sources for this episode can be found on our website, gfaweekend.com, as well as all of the videos that we talked about. And this episode was brought to you by Cressy's Cressy Corner <laughs> Store on Etsy. Uh, Cressy Corner Store on Etsy provides uh, very beautiful uh, sun catchers. Um, thank you, Crusty Corner Store, for sponsoring the show and everything <laughs> you do for the show. I'm thanking myself. Thank you. <laughs> I think that's it. G-File out. Bye, guys. Get Crusty out of here. <laughs>